It's been well over a hundred years. I can assure you that, that there uh, are still deep scars in the descendants of these families that they haven't forgotten. It. What happened in that courtroom in 1912 in Hillsville, Virginia, would change the town forever. Well, it was a tragedy. There was, wasn't no winner on either side as far as I'm concerned. The echoes of the gunfire have long since disappeared, but the scars left behind in this quaint southern town have continued to fester. I'm Chad Tucker, and this is 57 Shots in 90 Seconds, the Carroll County Courthouse Shootout. Coming up, in this episode... There really was kind of a, uh, a conspiracy of silence, you might, you might call it, and people just didn't want to talk about it. Okay. Touchy subject. Touchy subject. <laughs> Even today. Even today. Hard feelings and opinions about the events that left five people dead and even more wounded would be passed down from generation to generation. Uh, my name is Ron Hall and I'm a local historian. I'm a retired engineer, uh, written fairly extensively on the tragedy and uh, also uh, did a lot of lecturing on it some years ago. I was a semi-war orphan. I was raised by my grandmother and uh, they were born, my grandparents were born in the 1880s and one of them, my grandfather, he was here just shortly after the shootout. He was working in a field about a quarter mile away. And so all these old folks that used to come down and visit my grandparents, they talked about it. A lot of them were here that day, and so I heard stories firsthand. And uh, that was my original interest. But of course, being young, you know, I didn't record any of it, but I've, I've got a pretty good uh, memory. And so that's how I was able to recall and write some of the things that I, was, I did write. I was living in Minnesota, and I ran across uh, the court testimony of Floyd Allen, when he was tried in Withville, and I got interested again. And so that's, I got uh, the idea to write a book about it. And I wrote the book. I spent probably four years researching, went to Richmond and spent a lot of time on the telephone. I talked, at that time, several uh, children and a lot of grandchildren, other participants were still alive. And uh, so I talked to them and uh, course I had to promise them all that I wasn't doing that to make any money and I've never made a nickel I donated all the books I've written to the Historical Society and uh, so the book came out in 1998 and uh, I donated it to the Historical Society I think it's in it's about its sixth printing now and uh, shows the interest is still there yeah, yeah. and it, it's always amazed me the interest and I used to go around uh, the surrounding counties uh, doing lectures about this, and it was about a 45-minute lecture. And uh, we, every venue that we had, we always filled it up to overflowing. In fact, one we had here, I had to do the same thing twice, and we filled the courtroom up twice in the same day. Uh, and by then, a lot of the people uh, that these folks were afraid of offending had already passed on. And that was the primary reason that people did not want to talk about it because in Carroll County, being a, an isolated rural community, everybody was kin to everybody else. Uh, for example, uh, the clerk of court, Dexter Goad, uh, his wife was a third cousin to Floyd Allen. Uh, the prosecutor's brother-in-law was Floyd's attorney. 
And so, you know, there was so much interaction like this. People did not want to talk about it and chance uh, offending somebody. But now a lot of those, most of those folks are dead now. I didn't actually talk about the story till I was 42 years old because my, my family um, forbid me. Uh, they didn't want to talk about it. They said, you're going to make somebody upset. You're going to get somebody upset with you. Maybe you're going to get the Allens, the Goes, uh, you're the Edwards. You're going to get somebody upset. So don't talk about it. It's still going on today. People feel like that's their family. And so you, you can't talk about it and discuss it. Hi, I'm Mark Harmon. Um, I grew up here in Carroll County. Uh, I've lived here practically all my life. Uh, I'm a history teacher. I've taught history at Carroll County High School, half a mile away for 27 years. Um, I'm uh, a board member of the Carroll County Historic Society and my, and my love and passion is, is history uh, and trying to preserve history and continue the legacies of the past. I don't think anybody will ever know the true story of what happened. Uh, no one will ever know. We get glimpses of it and sometimes we, we read lots of things. I come across exaggerations. I come across uh, evidence that uh, contradicts one another constantly. And so we'll never know the true story. The biggest story is the shootout at the courthouse in 1912. It's great history here, and we're trying to preserve as much of it as we can, can do and afford to do. I'm Shelby Inscore Puckett. Um, I'm currently serving as president of the Carroll County Historical Society. At the beginning, I think all the public opinion was against the Allens. And as time went on, I think there was a shift in that opinion and there was more sympathy for them. But I think there continued to be that element of people who really did blame the Allens for what happened. Y'all enjoy the show. But the healing of the hurt here has started. It began with a play acted out in the very same courtroom where the real-life drama took place. This court will come to order. The mayor of Hillsville came to me back in the 90s and said, you need to, because he knew I wrote plays, he said, you need to write a play about the shootout. That's the voice of Frank Levering. He grew up in Carroll County and knows the story well. And I took him seriously, but I was afraid of it. It was, it was a subject that that kind of scared me. And part of the reason for that was because uh, of so many people in this county uh, were also afraid of this subject, didn't really want to talk about it. Mm. And though it seemed like a great idea for heritage tourism, it seemed like a bad idea for, uh, you know, the people of Carroll County at that time. And one, one person who's uh, an Allen descendant told me, don't do this. You really don't, you really don't want to do this. You know, don't go digging up bones. And many years later, when it came time for the 100th anniversary of the shootout, there was, a, uh, there was kind of a commemoration right here in this courtroom. And there were uh, ministers here and people singing hymns. And it was, it was sort of a, an event meant for reconciliation about, about the shootout. And uh, I came, and I was really inspired by that. And I thought, you know, if people are really becoming reconciled to what happened, all these people who've been uh, kind of against each other, maybe we can do a play. And... Uh, that's how the whole thing started, it was the, the 100th anniversary com commemoration. 
My name is Tom Jackson. I'm a local attorney. I grew up nearby here, uh, next door in Wythe County. I've lived here a good part of my life, married a Carroll County girl, and have played Floyd Allen in all five of the uh, courthouse tragedy plays. When he was first asked to be in the play, he was hesitant, to say the least, because he knew how taboo the subject was. Uh, we were scared to death the first year we did the play, and the reason we were afraid was because uh, there has been a an iron curtain in this county through which one cannot pass to discuss the Allens and the courthouse tragedy. Uh, and I, I did not grow up in this county, but when I moved back here in 1982, you know, I, I heard uh, and knew a lot of people who confirmed that, the, you know, the, the school superintendent forbade the school teachers from talking about the courthouse tragedy in school. Uh, one of the uh, descendants of uh, Jack Allen was a teacher out at Fancy Gap, and I, uh, one of the folks that I play, I was in the play with the first year said when he was in the sixth grade and one day had the audacity to ask her about the Allens, she, uh, she was up the front of the classroom and she dropped all of her books in a loud bang on her desk and said, we will never discuss that in this classroom and don't you ever bring it back up again. PBS tried to come in here in the uh, 80s to, to do a documentary on it. Uh, people refused to talk. They would not be interviewed. They were scared to death to even get into it. So to say that uh, we were breaking ground in doing this play would be an understatement. We actually had deputies sitting in this courtroom during the, the plays to make sure that we didn't have problems. That's, that's how worried we were. And I think part of it is the fact that we're doing a play right here in the same spot where the shootout took place. Yeah. So that when you come and see uh, a live theater happening, it's ha live theater is happening not in a conventional theater. It's happening in an actual courtroom. And uh, the magnitude of this uh, breach, you might say, of, of, of the law that happened here hits people viscerally. You know, they walk up those, those courthouse steps. They've got to actually walk up those steps. They've got to pass by the bullet holes, you know, in the steps. And they've got to walk into this courtroom, and suddenly there's a big crowd. The place is packed. And you, you've got a you've got a play you're you're getting ready to do, you know people almost stop breathing, uh, you know they're 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 in this state of excitement and anticipation that's just absolutely thrilling, and the actors are back in these little ante rooms back here, and they're pacing around and getting really nervous, and and you've got the the excitement of live theater in a courtroom, I mean how many times where in America. Are you going to experience that kind of thing? You, you, it, nowhere. This is it. Ironically, the atmosphere inside the courtroom during that first performance was much like it was the day of the shootout. There was, there was tension in the air. You could feel it. It was crackling, the, te the tension. Uh, there were direct descendants on both sides who were coming to these early, early shows. And, you know, you would shake their hand and look them in the eye and think, don't kill me for what, <laughs> what we're doing here. Please don't kill me. I'm trying to tell the truth. 
And, you know, we had people in the audience. Uh, that the first weekend, a woman, right in the middle of the play, a woman said, that's not true. <laughs> Just right in the middle of the, you know, people doing their lines, you know. So we were having this intense, visceral, emotional reaction from people in the audience. And, but I could see people leaning forward in their, in their seats, you know, hunched forward. And if you're a playwright doing, I've been doing theater now for about 25 years. You know, if you're a playwright or a director uh, and people are coming to see a play you're doing, and if they're leaning forward in, in the seats, that's really something. You, you've got something going on. You've got them. You've got them. As it turned out, the play began a conversation that should have started years ago. I don't think there's any question that the play was a, uh, an elixir for people. Um, and I, the common denominator that, that I found with all the descendants, whether from Judge Massey's descendants to um, some of the jurors to the Allens themselves, uh, all the different characters that were an important part of the play, important part of this story, when their descendants came back, and I'm telling you to the person, the first thing they would say is, this was never discussed in our family over the years, and we came to actually find out what happened. Um, and I, I think there had to be some type of a release on this thing. There's all this pent-up uh, emotion, both locally and within the different families, I think. And, and to finally have a release for it through the play, uh, whether you agree or disagree with how the characters were played or, or what, uh, what facts were put forth as perhaps being true, I think it gave everyone an opportunity to, to weigh in themselves and to finally get beyond this barrier of we can't really talk about this and it, and it needs to be kept quiet in our household. Local historian Mark Harmon says the play gave everyone a chance to see things a little differently. Maybe to see instead of hearing your family side, to hearing both sides, hearing both sides and, and find out you get to meet people and relatives and find out these are human beings, not some monsters being created in some book or family lore. Um, just to talk about it. If you have a problem to discuss it, talk about it, show it in good, bad and ugly, uh, you get to see see this in, in the plays that Frank has created, the great plays that he has created. Here's Frank Levering again. I, I, th I think what's really happened is that this is the most important part of our history, our local history. It's the most important story in our local history. And I, and I think we've all been trying to find what it means. What, what is this about? What does it mean to us? It's, you know, We've, been, we, we've all been asking ourselves, this, this happened to us, it's terrible, uh, we don't want to think about it, uh, now we do a play about it that, that we keep doing, and thousands of people come to the play, and suddenly we're, we're saying, you know, what happened here, and, and what does it mean to us? Yeah. You know, it's a, fundam it's a fundamental thing. I had absolutely no idea what the was coming with the play, and uh, Frank asked me if I wanted to be in a play, and what I ended up getting into was so much bigger than anything I could have ever imagined. You know, the other thing about this, it is so absolutely fascinating from a historical perspective, and there are so many pieces to it. 
uh, for any of us that have any intellectual curiosity, it is an endless pursuit to try to tease these things out and figure out what we really think happened. It's, it's one of the most powerful stories you'll, you'll ever experience. The true story of what led to the tragedy at the Carroll County Courthouse may never be known, but at least now, there are some people who aren't afraid to go looking for it. You know, when we're, we're, when we're in a situation where people are getting killed, or our lives are at stake, and our reputations, where is the truth? You know, and I, I think people are coming into this courtroom to find out what the truth is and uh, about this particular story that's so important to them. Uh, and I'm not sure we can tell them what the truth is, but, but we can make them think about it. We can, we can make them ask what the truth, what the truth is. If you want to see more on the Carroll County Courthouse Shootout, check out our website, myfox8.com. There you'll find interviews and images of the people involved. If you like this podcast, give it a five-star rating. It'll help get the word out. 57 shots in 90 seconds. The Carroll County Courthouse Shootout. Co-written and narrated by yours truly, Chad Tucker. Co-written and edited by David Weatherly. Our executive producer is Kevin Daniels. <laughs>